You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from our guest speaker. Praise God. Give the Lord another hand clap. Hallelujah. I am honored again to be here tonight. For those of you who don't know me, Alvin Anderson. Um, I've been a part of Christian ministries here, and as Brother Tim uh, shared a little while ago, it's been about 22 years ago, a little more than that, that God connected us together. Uh, when the folks up here were praying for Belize and God uh, turned that hurricane, it sat out there in front of Belize for three days and turned south and struck Honduras, Category 5 hurricane of the 22,000 lives that were lost in Central America, uh, 10,000 of those people were just in Honduras alone. Between three countries of those 22,000, just Honduras lost 10,000. And um, I know God is proud of you, brother. Okay, I mean, I literally say that. I know that we, you know, not when we get to heaven, but the scriptures tells us, uh, you know, at the end we'll hear, well done, that good and faithful servant, enter into the joys. I know that the Lord is proud of Pastor Tim and you folks, okay, for all that you all have been doing in Honduras, Belize, and all over America here in this country. Okay, I am honored to be a part of this congregation. Most of you didn't even know that. Uh, What's he talking about? I just laid eyes on the guy and he's already uh, uh, making himself part ownership or membership here. Well, I am. Okay, I'm family. And as you know, you don't get to choose your family. Here's what you get. That's it. Okay, stuck with me. All right. But I love you, and I would never disown you at all. I love you dearly. Um, as Pastor Tim said, I'm going to share with you, give you a little bit of an update. It's been a long time. I've been up here every year uh, to the minister's conference, and again, this is number 21. I'm honored tonight, to uh, this whole trip, to be accompanied by two great people in our lives. I want to ask uh, my daughter, uh, Annie, if she'd stand up. She's uh, been stationed in the Navy the last seven years and going to be with us this weekend. Uh, In fact, 11 years ago, she was at school here. Michael, if you would, Michael has been serving with us for the last eight years in Honduras. Please get to know Michael and get to know uh, Nelani uh, after the service and during the course of the week. Michael is uh, originally from Denmark. It is his first time other than being at an airport in the United States flying through. But um, the last few days that we've driven through Texas and part of, uh, of Arkansas, well, he's amazed, but he can tell you what amazed me and if you'll just visit with him uh, a little bit there during the next few days. But let me just get right down to it because one of the things that I'm known well for is to talk a leg off an iron pot. But I I don't want to bring a message, and um, that's probably one of the main lies that I tell. But uh, it's just preaching and teaching comes out. But more tonight is just to give an update, a report 
on the, you know, where we are, what God has been doing uh, with us and through us in Honduras. So we're just going to get right with that, okay? I'm going to try to get off to the side over here where I can look at the screen and uh, look at you a little bit. Um, I may not sound like it, but from South Carolina, uh, been in missions now in Central America, Nicaragua, Honduras, and Belize for the last 42 years, this, uh, this year, 42 years. The last, the last 26 years has been in the capital city of Tegucigalpa. And uh, if you hear Pastor Tim talk about that story of how the Lord led him there, he didn't know Spanish, still doesn't. And, uh, you know, didn't know where he was going, but he bought a ticket for the country of Honduras and not even knowing where he was going. And he sure couldn't say the capital, Tegucigalpa. But, and that's been 22 years ago. But, um, so the, our minister there in Honduras, as I said, uh, is uh, Manos Extendidas, Extended Hands Christian Ministries. And um, we are, we consist at the time of six congregations, if you'll see in another slide there. I'm going to try to flip through these uh, as quickly, but as informative as possible, okay? So we consist of six congregations right now in the capital city and within about a, a oh, I want to say about a 50-mile radius around, as we'll look at one of the other slides um, in the central, what we call the central congregation. Now, how many of y'all that are here have been to Honduras on a mission trip? So just, okay, just a few at this time. There's been much more, but this is our central congregation, as many of you know it, downtown. Uh, each one, and you can go to another slide as I talk, uh, each one of the, the churches are involved in some type of aspect of the ministry. Uh, the name of the churches means a lot to us, uh, Hands at Work Christian Church. Because if you're going to fellowship at our congregation, you will become involved in the work of the ministry. Iglesia Cristiano Manos a la Obra. Hands at work, Christian church. And uh, what kind of work? Well, that's what I want to tell you. That's what we're continuing to do uh, at our central congregation. The majority of the people are young people. Uh, coming out of gangs, coming out of jail, having given their lives to the Lord. Kevin up there in front with his hands on his baby boy. Ex 18th Street gang member uh, came to Christ in the juvenile detention center. Uh, when I say 18th Street, for those of you that have moved out here from California, does that name ring a bell? Okay, they originated in San Francisco. Uh, uh, Los Angeles, California in the early 60s, but spread out all through Central America. But we're ministering in the boys' juvenile detention center, the girls' juvenile detention center. We have been for years. Kevin and some of those others in that picture are products of that as we go on to the other slides. Um, uh, each one of the churches are working in some aspect of the ministry. This particular congregation, Pastor Tim probably wouldn't even remember the scenery around there. Remember when I drove you two hours out of the city and you say, well, once was enough. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, we got to do it again sometime. All right. But we have a congregation out there. The building that's behind you, uh, behind the, the people out there is a workshop. Michael is in charge of that. 
and uh, a lot going on there. We have a, a, a group, a good group of people in the community, a children's ministry, but uh, I call it the farm. We have named it Casa Abner, which is the home that we established for boys whom come from the streets or out of jail, out of gangs, and it's too dangerous for them to live in the cities. They can go out to Casa Abner, and that's what it's about. Learn a trade, learn the gospel, and so forth in a safe uh, atmosphere. As we continue on, um, just flipping through uh, one of the congregations during the time that I was given a minister seminar, one of the things that I do now about once every four months in different churches around, again, within a 50-mile radius around the capital, we can keep going. Um, ministering to people uh, on the mountainside area, this church plant we did about three years ago, it is growing. It is one of the six congregations that I mentioned. We can continue there. Uh, people from all six of those congregations are reaching out into the streets, the hospitals, um, different aspects of the ministry. Uh, so as we continue in uh, another slides, uh, preschool ministries, you know, when Pastor Tim came, if you'll just go right on to another slide there, when Pastor Cam, uh Several years ago, <clears throat> one of the things that he found us doing was constructing homes, wood frame, uh, cement floor, metal roof, homes on the mountainside areas, rock piles. Um, you know, being out there, I would sit down. We had the trade school for the street kids. Uh, they were learning carpentry. They would go out with me to help build that house. And let me say house, uh, literally 12 by 16. An average uh, two-car garage here in America is 20 by 20. So we would build houses for people 12 by 16 in mountainside villages whereby right after Hurricane Mitch, whereby these people had no food. So as my team and I, the same boys from the streets, uh, would sit to eat a sandwich, there would be about 15 or 20 kids sitting around looking at our sandwich. No uh, education, no affordability to be able to go to school. We have since continued to provide schools. Eileen, our teacher here, was born into the ministry. You will remember very well Pastor Tim and Sister Terry, uh, Marco Tulio and Isabel. That is their 25-year-old daughter who has grown up in the ministry, uh, gone to school, finished, became a professional teacher and is one of our main teachers on the mountainside in the schools up there. And you can just kind of flip through another picture or two there as a talk. Just again, this is a preschool kids. The school year in Honduras is uh, February until mid-November. So we just had a graduation with a, a bunch of kids just November. And as we go on, um, we will see a large part of our ministry is the feeding program, uh, food distribution. Uh, for the last two years, the world has been impacted and affected by COVID. Our country was shut down for six months. Uh, so during that time, you know, if you were a person that made your living by uh, making tor corn tortillas and going out and selling them, you can go on to another slide, and you were forbidden to get out, well, how did you live? How did you eat? It was very difficult, challenging for a lot of people. We took your money, folks, 
as Pastor Tim says, uh, your money that comes through the offering baskets here, and for six months, we purchased enough food weekly to provide groceries for 400 families every eight days. We would go into the marketplace, myself uh, or Marco Tulio or uh, Michael here, different ones of us, and take it into the churches. That 100-pound sack of rice, 100-pound sack of beans, divide it up into two, three-pound bags, put it all out on the tables, and folks from the different congregations would back it up, bag it up into individual bags of grocery, and then in the next slide, we'd get it out there to the people in the community. Okay? Now, no offense, most of the churches in America uh, when, when, you know, when COVID came in and you had to lock down for a month or three months or whatever it was, uh, we were told that a lot of them lost members. Even in Honduras, COVID brought more people into our congregation than ever before. Okay, now, that's not a good thing. COVID is not a good thing. But the fact that people were ministered to, and you can go on to another slide, uh, and came to Christ, that's the good thing. We continue up till today to provide meals for kids in underprivileged areas. The country of Honduras is the same size geographically as the state of Arkansas. But I believe there's about 3 million people in Arkansas, whereas in Honduras it is 8.5 million. Okay? Now, 71% of the Honduran population has an annual income of 1,000 U.S. dollars. You figure that out. It's about $87 a month. And when you come to visit us, and those that have been there, we've got Burger King's, Pizza Hut, Denny's, and all the above. How do those people afford to go there? Okay, if you had an income of $87 a month, what would you not do or not have? Well, you wouldn't have an opportunity to have two or three meals a day. Your money is helping us to provide through different means. We divide the funds up into different programs, uh, feeding kids like these. And you can go on to another slide. Uh, you know, those uh, benches and different things that you see there, uh, many of them, you can continue on. We're feeding kids on the streets. Uh, you can go on there. But uh, many of those benches and tables were built in the carpentry shop, again, that we have out at Casa Avner. Um, still ministering to kids on the streets, taking the gospel to them as in this slide and the next slide as well, uh, feeding them children's ministries. We not only provide school uh, preschool classes during the week, uh, on the weekends we um, minister to, we're feeding weekly, okay, weekly in the different aspects of the ministry. Okay, as much as 500 kids in different aspects of the ministry, the streets, the daycare centers, the Saturday morning program, the Sunday morning program, and all of these kids are part of that feeding program, as well as in the other slide after this one. This is at center number one. For those of you that remember the church on the mountainside, you're standing there, the church is to your back, and you're overlooking the city. And this one, of course, is on another section of the mountain, but ministering to every bit as much of kids. And one of the other slides as we continue, uh, again, the congregation there, 
Um, well, you can kind of see that it is open air while we're waiting to put the roof on as the Lord provides uh, so we can continue to minister to the people and to the children there. Let's go on to one of the other slides. Uh, dream with Honduras. I'm not going to be able to tell you all that I would like to about this project, but I, I ask you to please, after the service, during the course of this week, get with Michael, dream with Honduras as part of a vision that God put on his heart under our umbrella covering, Manos Extendidas. Uh, if you'll go to the other slide, you can see a little bit. You can go to the Facebook page. Uh, Michael is a carpenter, contractor by trade. And Dream with Honduras consists of people donating funds to help build bunk beds for uh, kids, especially that are sleeping on the floor. They've got a house. Maybe it's a 10 by 10, but they're sleeping on dirt floors in the house, a piece of cardboard, or as families that are ganged up together in a bed, sleeping together. Dream with Honduras allows you to come into a family's life for $250 a month and help bless a family with bunk beds, the mattresses, sheets, pillows, and everything. But again, Michael can tell you more about it and, uh, and other parts of the ministry as we go on to uh, other slides. Children, youth assistant program, a lot of your money goes into providing education, health, and rehabilitation to many, many young people and children in Honduras. Um, as we go on in the slides, you will see uh, the needs. Uh, uh, yesterday I was informed that that baby died. I'm sorry. Okay. And of course, 12-year-old um, Naomi was electrocuted and uh, still alive, thank God. But it is through your funds, your uh, provision, and your prayers as you pray with us that we help to meet the educational medical needs. You can go on to another slide. Um, you know, teaching young men uh, barber skills and so forth. Um, they, they come from the streets. They come out of jails knowing nothing. Uh, not, many of them don't even have a sixth grade education. So what are they going to do in life other than steal, sell drugs, and so forth? Now, um, you know, teaching them barbers, providing educational opportunities for them. These two young ladies, uh, one of them there had it. I'll just say it. You know, never known a father. Mother was a drug addict. Um, you know, in her earlier teenage life, she's still just 19 years old, but sold her body to help make a living. Now, because of the beauty program that your funds help us to put her through, both girls, but the one on the left, uh, the one on the right was actually the one that for our time had been selling her body. And she now, of, of the girls that we've helped go through trade school, beautician, and yes, they do acrylic nails and all of that, you know, okay, uh, is able to make a living Carla for herself. And we appreciate, I, there is no way that you, if you come, and I'll translate for you, okay? But the way that kids like these appreciate the investment in their lives. As they look at me and say, thank you, Papi Alvin, I just say, it's not, a, it's not me. It's not me. They don't know you, but they hear about you and they benefit from you. And they love you. 
And uh, that's one of the things that most people from the congregation that have been to Honduras talk about, the love that they receive. They know where their help comes from in the sense of assisting them to get ahead. As we continue, uh, we have been ministering in the boys' and the girls' juvenile detention center. Uh, as you see these kids with their heads bowed in the earlier picture, I told you that the young man with his hand on his baby, he came from this setting. This is part of the juvenile detention ministry. The young man with the face mask on there uh, had been uh, in a gang, went to jail at 17 for murder, came to Christ through our ministering there in the juvenile detention center. We discipled him. Cesar got out of jail, fellowshiped with us, and is back in the jail till this day. Uh, taking the gospel to other boys that are in that system. And when they decide to get out, what are they going to come out to? The only thing that they've ever learned ever since they were 12, year old, 12 years old, a 9mm pistol, as most of you know, okay, comes apart. If you dissect it, take it apart, it's five parts. When initiating of a gang, especially the 18th Street gang, they learn to fire it with their eyes closed. With their eyes closed, disassemble it and put it back together and fire it again with their eyes closed. That's what they know how to do. So when they come to Christ and come out of the gangs, most of them risk their life, blood in and blood out. That blood may be somebody else's or it may be their own. A lot of them don't make it, okay? And, uh, but when they come out, what are they going to do? Who's going to give them a job? What opportunities do they have? What do they know how to do? You are helping us to provide opportunities for them. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I think we have one or two more slides. And um, Okay. Providing education for the kids. Lily, both her parents, MS-13 gang members. Her father went to jail, got out, was murdered. Her mother came to Christ, backslid, and was murdered. Lily was two years old at the time. She has been raised by people in our church. Your funds have helped provide her education and helps provide uniforms and backpacks like for the little boy there. Now, we, as I said, we receive money. We divide it up into what we call different programs, child sponsorship programs and different things. Again, Michael can tell you about that. In one of the other slides, these two young ladies, Darling and Alejandra, members of the, had been members of the 18th Street Gang, used as mules to haul drugs and weapons for the 18th Street Gang. Both gave their life to the Lord as we would minister to them in the juvenile detention center. Both of them have gone through beauty school classes thanks to you folks. Again, thank you. These young people, uh, young ladies, have a different opportunity in life because of that. As we go on, um, yeah, so what else can I say? <laughs> Any pictures helps to give you an idea. But there's nothing like you buying a ticket, <laughs> getting on a plane and coming and visit us. Thank you, Pastor Tim. God bless you all. I am just 
I'm thrilled. I'm just thrilled. What, what a night for us. What a night for us. This is what our church is all about. Starting off with our interns running most of the service here tonight, all the way to Alvin sharing what this church is doing in Honduras. And for many of us, we've been down there uh, back and forth quite a bit and, and know firsthand what's going on there. And uh, it's just, it's thrilling. It's a blessing for us to be a part. Uh, I want our ushers to come back um, and help me. Out, we send money, your money that you put in these baskets every month goes back down to while, um While Alvin is in town, he's going to be here for the next three days with our conference. And then he's not flying directly back. He's going to be in, in the States for another few weeks. And when he's here on this Wednesday night, we like to take up a special offering just in addition to what we monthly do to help him. He they run their ministry down there on motorcycles, so he's always needing motorcycle parts. He's always needing van parts. There's just things that it's very difficult for them to get that he can get while he's here. So all of this money that you want to put in these baskets, we'll send every bit of it to Alvin to Honduras. If you need to write a check, write it to Christian Ministries, and then Sean can write him one check to take care of that tomorrow. Uh, we need to work on this mic. I was told I was holding on to the... Uh, antenna and that is not the case we have an issue Houston is everybody ready everybody will give you just a minute to get your money ready uh, whatever the Lord lays on your heart but we're going to send all of this offering back with Alvin tonight father tonight we just pray over Alvin over his the ministry that's there God we continue to believe you for the monies to pour into his ministry for him to continue to do the work that you've called him to do Lord, we thank you for letting us be a small part of all that's going on there. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.